What's up? What it do, man? It's your boy, Dead Gamer, aka Player One, and welcome to the Gamers Den, the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Quick Hits. Now, before we get into Quick Hits, if you've been watching the show, if you've been following the show, if you've been catching the clips on the YouTube channel, all links will be in the description. So before I even get into this explanation, check out the links in the description to the merch. Check out the links in the description to music. It's links in the description that will take you to where you need to get, where you need to get and where you need to go. That way you can support this channel. You can support this show and things of that nature. Now that leads me into what I was about to get into before, which is you see a new format, you see a new layout, you see all this new stuff. So for some reason, uh, my phone, just all my apps crashing out for some reason. After this recent iOS update, the phone crashed. But to be honest with you, at the same time, you notice the iPhone I've been using, it does, um, it has been through a lot. The screen is cracked to hell. And it's really jacked up, man. It's, it's really, really jacked up. But I was still able to use it for the purposes of recording the show, making the show, creating the show. And even i can still use it but you know i can't record the show as of right now because i'm going to be talking for 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes this show is also done in a in a podcast form so it's really done as hey you know podcast form we got topics to topics i'll talk about a little something here and there throw up a sponsor whatever the case may be even though this show is short but um you know, y'all can see right here if it shows up or not. This is the microphone I was using. It's very high quality microphone. So that's this is what y'all was getting that clean, crisp sound on. And I can still use that. But like I said, because for long periods of time, for some reason, it'll crash. I tried recording this episode two times and it crashed on me. The app I used crashed and I was just like, man, that's that's crazy. So I had to go back to the drawing board and I made all this new stuff that y'all see now. And this is how we gonna be rocking which I think I'm gonna like this better because now I'm gonna be able to use buttons, move around, transitions, and this is gonna be a real dope show and a real dope thing that everybody gonna be able to get to watch. So enough of me eating time into quick hits. So let's go ahead and get into it. Headline reads, Kingdom Hearts 4 revealed in 20th anniversary trailer. So I'm gonna scroll up, I'm gonna scroll up. As y'all can see, this is what Sora looks like now. This is the new, the new Sora. Um, so my history with Kingdom Hearts, I'm a fan. I've at one point I was a diehard fan. Like I was deep into the lore, deep into the story, deep into the mechanics. Oh, use Magirna for this. And do you do that? You can jump up here. I was really into the game. But it wasn't until somewhere along the line, well, like somewhere in high school, like way, and this is like after Kingdom Hearts 2 at this point like high school and afterwards everything just hold up hold up hold up i gotta mute some everything at, at a point just derailed and i didn't have a lot of time to play games in general so it's um you know i fell out of the story and i had to keep up with youtube watch people's gameplay watch the hmks the gamer joints shout out to them people too that way i could keep up with the lore keep up with what's going on in the story of the game because kingdom hearts is one of those games where it's story driven and not so much as mechanic gameplay driven and the main focal point is the gameplay but enough of me saying all that 
um, you know, if we go into it, they talk about how what was going on. And not only that, they also announced another game. So let's just get into it. Square Enix has revealed that it is developing Kingdom Hearts 4, a mainline sequel to 2019's Kingdom Hearts 3. This was revealed during a 20th anniversary announcement trailer released by Square Enix, and after roughly four minutes of information about current and upcoming Kingdom Hearts mobile games, the screen flashes to, quote, the Lost Master arc, as you might guess based on the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3, the Lost Master is presumably Sora, who lays asleep in the Tokyo-like world we last saw him in. So that's spoiling stuff for me already because <laughs> I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. But, um, you know, it is on PC. So at some point I, I will play it once I get a better, uh, a better quality laptop suited for to run that. Because if I download that and run out here, it's probably going to fry my computer because it can't handle it. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, man, I think the, um, the mobile game was called Missing Link. So, you know, I, I will be able to keep up and play certain things and, you know, fill pockets of information there. But this is really dope. I didn't think they was going to come out with um come out with Kingdom Hearts 4 so fast or even start development so fast. I would have thought they was already in development of it, but I haven't. The trailer is out. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I might do a reaction to it. I mean, I'm already covering this news, so I don't think I'm really going to do a reaction to it, to be honest. But um, nonetheless, yeah man this is something dope i'm really excited for it i'm still a fan of it i might not be deep into it as i once was but i'm definitely a fan of it and i definitely can't wait for this to come out so you know for sure be on the lookout for this coming and this is probably going to solve a lot of our questions i mean i don't i don't even know what more they could do with kingdom hearts as far as disney worlds but if they make kingdom hearts like just it standalone its world its lore and they flush out that and just just give us that that'd be great but if you know anything about tetsuya nomura you know that he cracked out and he about to give us everything get anything possible and give us one hell of a ride but let's go ahead and move on to the next thing in kingdom uh, i say in kingdom hearts <laughs> in quick hits now this article here i gotta scroll up headline reads Digital PS3 and PS Vita games rendered unplayable after expiring. So this is going to bring up a good and great topic that I want to talk about. And that if you are, you're in the cloud gaming space or you just into the streaming space, this is something that you're having a conversation about. So let's go ahead and get into the article first. Players on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita are having trouble accessing their digital purchases after a strange expiration date suddenly appeared on certain games. The problem seems to mostly affect classic titles, preventing users from playing Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, and Final Fantasy VI, I believe, as the games are now expired. But here's the odd part. The expiration dates are dated half a century in the past. Twitter user Christopher Foos, hopefully I'm saying his name right, shared an image of his Chrono Cross download which shows that the game expired on December 31st, 1969. He says the issue only occurred after re-downloading the game and that he's now unable to play it on his PS3 or PS Vita. So let's go ahead and scroll down and you can see it right here. He showed this is uh, his tweet at Foos TV and you can see it's, it's dating 1969, 70, I said 70. I don't know why I can't talk today. 7.20 p.m. And it says remaining time expired. So 
yeah, man, this gets us into the conversation of do you really own your digital assets in a sense, right? So in the gaming space, we have cloud gaming now. And the big conversation with that is you don't own the games. You just have access to them and you stream them. Or you do own the games as long as you pay for this or do that. It's a lot of confusion and back and forth in the cloud gaming space and just gaming in general as Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, everybody is moving towards these subscription-based streaming service models. So let's break it down. Google Stadia is the only true cloud gaming platform, meaning you don't have to have any specific hardware. You can access it via any hardware and actually download whatever not really not download excuse me that's wrong you can actually buy the game so i bought assassin's creed origins on the stadia platform it doesn't matter if i have stadia pro or not i still own the game to some degree digitally and or have access to play it with or without a subscription all the other models nintendo PlayStation Plus, Xbox Game Pass, Amazon Luna, etc., etc. You have to pay for the subscription model to actually play the game and have access to it. So I've mentioned this a lot of times. I'm going to keep on mentioning it. I saw a post on Twitter. Somebody said these are the games leaving Xbox Game Pass. So go ahead and play them now. It landed on my timeline and it was Final Fantasy 12. Final Fantasy 12 in the big lineage and franchise of the Final Fantasy games to me and if not factually is the one of the most pivotal final fantasy games because it elevated the combat system and just the gameplay mechanics in itself it elevated yes everything was still turn-based but now that's the genesis and the seed planet for final fantasy 7 remake that we're playing now on playstation 4 or 5 whatever the case and now we're kind of like free to move instead of just you know we came a long way from pixelated 8-bit 12-bit 16-bit characters to all right hey instead of just watching them stand there press the button they go we can now move around we can do this set up to here set up the spell here set up the, the the move here activate this activate that you know and that's a prime example right of that that game i like it a lot if i was to be on a platform or have access to it and then you're taking it away from me because I'm already paying. And then now you're going to take it off this. I'm not paying for the service no more because that's all I wanted to play. Now, that's my take personally. I want to play that. So I will have to buy the game, even though you just let me play the game for free for $15. Because mind you, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to get everything is $15 a month. So now I'm paying $15 a month to get access to play this. And now you're taking it away from me. And if I want to continue playing it, I have to buy the game separately digitally or hard copy meaning the disc go to walmart go to gamestop something right well when you buy things digitally you don't own them this is a prime example and this is the ps3 so i know y'all like why is the man on the ps3 he's on the ps3 blah 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 blah, blah. well the whole thing is you can't like the ps3 has immense value and there are still people who play it because they don't want to pay to play online. So whatever services and games are actually still being serviced and online on the PS3, people are still going to play that. And that's to my point. 
Sony necessarily, Sony never made people pay for online until somewhere in the life cycle of PlayStation 4. Microsoft has always did that with Xbox. So you've always had to have a membership to access the online game. So when you no longer have access to your game, you, you're this guy where you have it digitally and they're saying, okay, we're just taking it off the server. We're taking it off the system. You can't even play it. And we either gonna reimburse you and refund you or you just out of your money. That's just what it is. So people have the same argument of, well, you don't own the, the, the content. You don't own the whatever, even if you have the disc. I say this, okay, you have the disc. You might not be able to access the game in its completeness in full meaning you might not be able to access online, online co-op, online features, certain DLC, whatever the case, because they require online integration, online functioning. So I'm unaware of what I'm about to say here, but if Army of 240 of Day, right? If I buy a PS3 right now, buy Army of 240 of Day and try to access online, and it actually is still, uh, the service is online, meaning I can actually get into a room and wait then it's still on now does that mean there's going to be a lobby for the people to play it probably not because the game is old as dust now say i get army of 240 of day by the playstation 3 by 40 of day and i click go online i click multiplayer online and it's not on i'm going to get a message along the lines of something saying this you cannot access this is no longer in service now that means you can still play the campaign, local multiplayer co-op, local multiplayer, whatever, cause some people over to your house like the good old days. But, you know, that's just what it is. So you still own the game. You have the data. You have everything on the disc. You can still play it. But as far as the new generation and stuff and where we going to, which is all these companies going to. And I know this is long. So I know this is long. I know it's supposed to be quickest. I know it's long, but it's something we got to talk about we don't own anything digitally so you might have the digital version of the ps5 you don't own your digital assets because this is going to happen to you when the ps7 come out when the ps8 come out when the ps9 come out when the ps10 come out they're going to stop service they're going to take certain things off they're going to pull they're going to restrict access and what's going to happen is you're going to be like chris foos here now there's no slight or nothing to chris foos he's just the unfortunate example and there's other ones in the article as well but this is just the prime one that we need so understand that netflix hulu xbox game pass all these other things playstation plus they're giving us access for a fee you have access to these tv shows and movies via netflix hulu hbo whatever for x amount of dollars a month stadia is the only one out of this which is why i can say and or because stadia is its own individual platform so you can access the stadia platform for free play for free with the free games and you can pay for your game and you'll have it on that platform and you won't have to worry about paying the subscription fee every month or you can pay the subscription fee every month pay for stadia pro and not only will you be able to have your game, but you'll have a handful of free games to play as well because they give you free games every month. That will never leave your pro catalog. If you hit my link in the description, get on Stadia Pro now, you try it out for free, 
I don't think you'll be able to have PUBG for free anymore. Well, well, actually, no, I can't say PUBG no more because that's free for all platforms now. You probably, you can't get Yeast Lacrimosa of Donna. You can't get it. You have to buy it. So if you would have got that a month or two ago, if you would have hit the link in the description a month or two ago and signed up for Stadia Pro and got that and had Stadia Pro since then, you would have Lacrimosa of Donna and you would have Monstrum Knox right now, both of them. So, and if I'm wrong on that, double check me and get, get up with me and be like, hey, you said this was wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. My bad. I don't want to put out misinformation. But that's just what it is. We are now in the digital age and we don't own anything. So understand that you have access to these things. You really don't own them. But that's going to do it for quick hits. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and move on to the last article. So this, as you can see, the main topic, you know, this is this is going to be something that's going to be prevalent whether you like it or not. So as you can see, the headline reads. Sega says its super game plan is multiple games and may use NFTs. Now, I thought this was interesting and something we should touch on because, you know, Sega is, you know, in that vein of Nintendo a little bit where it's a legacy play. They've been living off Sonic for how many years now? Same thing with Nintendo. They've been living off Mario for like how many years now? Just these IPs, these characters been like, bro, the Sonic movie just came out. I'm going to probably watch it for free because I got the plug website. So whenever it get up there, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to watch it and all that, you know, and be like, oh, hey. But um, yeah, man, I think it's important, you know, we, we touch on this because we're like I said, we're going to a digital point, if not already in there in the digital age. You have musicians selling their albums as NFTs. You have other creators giving away certain pieces of content and special content packages using nfts they're making them nfts and you know that's cool you know and sega hasn't really been in the forefront of games for a long time or they've been getting carried from my lens and my point of view they've been getting carried by nintendo you know with the sonic and mario olympics and those types of games so let's just go ahead and get in and see what's going on with this i did skim through it but uh not too much so in may 2021 the company revealed during a financial result presentation that its long-term plan included a five-year strategy called creation of super game its parent company sega sega sammy then this wow sammy then claimed in november that it would consider investing up to 100 billion yen which is 880 million dollars over the next five years to achieve its super game ambitions. At the time, it was believed that the super game was going to be a single enormous title, but a new internal interview has clarified it refers to a description Sega is giving to a number of high budget games it has planned. So you're probably thinking, what does that mean? Well, throughout this article, you we find out there are triple A games, right? So, and it says so right here, right? uh we'll, we'll go down here we'll go down here because this is what's important right in an interview on sega japan's recruitment website exclusive vp shuji usumi hopefully i pronounced that right explains and i quote sega offers a wide range of game content including hardware and arcade content which is made possible by its diverse range of technologies we have defined super game as the development of AAA titles that cross over sega's comprehensive range of technologies and we will aim to achieve this in our five-year plan explaining further usumi said quote 
Several titles are being developed within the framework of Super Game. And while each title will vary, there is no doubt that they will be interactive titles that go beyond the traditional tr framework of games. For example, quote still continuing, in the past, people who played games were called gamers, but now watching games has become a culture in itself and such people could no longer be called gamers. I think there is great potential in the relationship between people who play and watch games. We are thinking of creating new entertainment within these possibilities. So they go into more detail about this super game thing. And you know, it says right here, it has to meet criteria of multi-platform, global multi-language development, simultaneous world release, and AAA titles. So right, so now this brings the question. One thing they touched on that I found important or interesting was they can't call people who watch games or stream games gamers necessarily. And it got me thinking, you know, if you were called a gamer, right? You you pretty much you pretty much got the same thing anime people got, right? Like, oh, you watch anime. Oh, you watch this. Oh, you you do that. Oh, so you must be this, you that, you know, and it's a whole stigma and the stereotype of these people. Same thing with gamers, and sometimes they get intertwined. So I kind of do and don't agree with what, you know, what was said right here as far as people not being gamers. Do I think streamers are gamers? Not necessarily, because you have people who do IRL streams, meaning they do vlogs or they just stream their real life. They walk around outside and they stream it. You got people who just who just chat. And they talk with people and they stream for hours on end and hours on end. They don't necessarily play any video games. Every now and then they might play a video game. And then you have people who may or may not be gamers and their streams are centered around video games. So they might be a variety streamer. They don't play one specific game. They don't stick to first person shooters, JRPGs. They don't stick to one genre of game. They're open to playing any game. You have people who stick to what they like and what they know, and they're they are gamers and they stick to that. But what I do, but so I think it's a give or take situation in a case by case situation where you have to say, all right, this person's a gamer or this person is not a gamer. You know what I'm saying? And even I even touch on the G4 thing, right? You know, you you know the whole G4 debacle. You know, they hired a lot of new people and they had a lot of new faces for the rebrand and the relaunch. And some of these people, we could sit here and be like, okay, he's a gamer, she's a gamer, she's not, she is, you know, pick or, you know, give or take. If you've seen these people's streams, you've seen what they do, do you watch their content on YouTube or do they just do the the weak content thing, which is, I think is we could just making a highlight reel. But, you know, do these people, you know, it's up to the community it's to the people to hold you know to hold people accountable if they are not and i'm touching on frost you know i don't know much about frost i don't really know ish about frost until g4 rebrands the relaunch and they throw her up there in the beach house and then the official launch is here now i liked it her banter i liked it her jokes i liked it you know her hostess skills as minute as they was you know i was like okay cool you know she gotta learn the stuff and it's on the fly but at the same time I'm doing this right. I'm reporting on news. I'm giving my opinion. This is my opinion. What I'm saying is not a fact. It's not a fact whatsoever. Now, I do speak factual. I do make sense because one of the pillars of my show and just life period is common sense. You know, two plus two will always equal fish. Don't let that go over your head. Um, you know, so it's just like her opinions in gaming may be shoddy. 
and or she might have some very interesting takes but she didn't speak on it which created the whole issue in itself with her specifically and i say that to say this i don't watch her streams if she streams all i know is that she come from league of legends so she is a gamer but she is a specific time type of gamer and that's the whole point i'm getting at so you know i would consider her a gamer but to what lengths right because we got this streaming world now this digital world now and you got people who will be a gamer one minute and then they quit and just rebrand and be like hey i cook now <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i think it's a real case-by-case -case situation now as far as them making triple a games in five years i want to see that five years you're gonna make a slew of triple a games that are along the guidelines of multi-platform global multi-language and simultaneous worldwide release and they are triple a uh I, I mean sega listen to me listen to me sega and listen to me loud and clear five years is a short time for a video game especially triple a gta 6 got announced so we probably not gonna get that for almost 10 years maybe i'm talking out of my ass here maybe i'm not but borderlands 4 not gonna come out for a long time it's probably it's probably gonna take more than five years because apparently wonderlands was being worked on before borderlands 3 and you see how long it took for borderlands 3 to come out and then a year and a half two years almost three years later borderlands come out so that's three years plus how many years between borderlands 2 and borderlands 3 right what is your development team like how fast can they put out work and what is what will be the quality of their work because now you're going to be pressing everybody to put out art to put out stories to do this in a five-year span and then i'm going to be thinking the sega offices and buildings are going to look like mythic quest season one or mythic quest season two actually <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um i do think as far as like the nft stuff they didn't really we didn't touch on the nft stuff right no we didn't so sega nfts uh let's see the super game project could also incorporate cloud technology and nfts two technologies sega has recently been getting involved with sega producer masayoshi kikuchi ah hopefully i pronounced that right explained during the same interview gaming has a history of expansion through the connection of various cultures and technologies for example Social networking and game video viewing are recent examples. It's natural. And then the quote they have uh, continues saying it's a natural extension for the future of gaming that it will expand to involve new areas such as cloud gaming and NFTs. We are also developing super game from the perspective of how far different games can be connected to each other. So this is well, cloud gaming. Uh, they are right about that. We are going to cloud gaming. We are going to streaming. Xbox Game Pass is proof of that. Google Stadia is proof of that. Amazon Luna is proof of that. Um, Nintendo's, whatever they think is called, and PlayStation Plus, they, those are proofs of that. As far as NFTs, so far, you know, the gaming community, the gaming space, hasn't really received NFTs as well. But on the other side, I'm guessing they're seeing something that you know they're i guess they're looking down the barrel and they see things down the barrel and not so up front and up close and super early and you know so fans right now and people might right now might not want you know 
Dragon Quest NFTs, Marvel Avengers NFTs. But then with everything be going going digital and the metaverse coming, you know, you might get that that Final Fantasy seven. You you know, you might get that Kingdom Hearts. Uh, what was that blade called? Whatever that big blade, the Arcana blade. I don't know. I forgot what it was called. The, the X blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The X blade. I think the X blade. You might have that as an NFT, and you might have the first one. How much money you think you gonna get in the digital space? It did. If y'all was uh on a few episodes ago, I talked about the Hollow Portal M. So now you get the Portal M walking your house. You get to show off your stuff in the real 3D world. Right, so now, hey man, look at my hologram machine, and I got my hologram with my with my uh, with my X blade on it, with my Chi blade, my Key blade. I don't I don't really know what the hell it's called. I know it's something blade though. I made it in Kingdom Hearts too. I actually got it on my um my PCSX two. I have the I have Kingdom Hearts two on my laptop, and I have the I have the blade. I went through getting all the Ori Calcum or all the Ori Alcum in a. All the items need to synthesize it and I synthesize it. I just forgot what it's called, but I do have it. Don't play with me. <laughs> um, but most definitely, uh, I think Sega brings up a lot of interesting points in this article and that I think they have an interesting take on the technology and everything that's going on right now. Um, as far as, like I said, this super game thing and like all these games being AAA and all of that, um, you know, it, it sounds good, but you know, we got to see what it is. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is, what happens with it. Sega, uh, hit me up. I, I don't mind testing something out, trying something out. Um, I'm all for it, man. I'm definitely all for it. You know, uh, my DMs is open on Twitter. My, my DMs are open. My, my, my email is on my Twitter too. You can definitely message me. You could definitely do that. Um, yeah, man. So I just, I just can't wait to see, man. I think it's a lot of cool things happening in the, it's a lot of transitioning going on. And I think it's a lot of cool things happening in the video game space as well. So, you know, we just gonna, I mean, I'm gonna definitely keep my eyes on it. And if you tune in and tap into the show, we're gonna definitely keep it going. And I'm gonna definitely keep y'all up to date. And that's gonna do it for this episode of the Gamers Den. If you made it to the end of this episode, I appreciate you. And if you like this new layout and you like this new everything, hey man, let me know let me know don't worry i'm gonna be adding on to it and having good transitions and better transitions and we're gonna have effects and we're gonna have sound buttons and sound bites and everything so just know hold it down and if you want to keep this stuff going make sure you support the show make sure you support the show make sure you hit that like button you subscribe you share you tell everybody to tap into the show on some video game tech stuff make sure you buy the merch make sure you buy the music make sure you do whatever to support the god you know what i'm saying so until then i'm gonna catch y'all next time gone